Jigs and Bigs is proud to announce we're being supported by Old Glory Outdoors. They're a veteran-owned company that carries fishing and hunting gear. Plus, they're highly active in supporting veteran organizations and charities. Old Glory is an authorized dealer of favorite rods, FX rods, Guggenbaits, X-Zone lures, Sixth Sense, and many more. There's a brick-and-mortar store located in East Brookfield, Massachusetts, but you can also order online at oldgloryoutdoors.com. They ship anywhere in the lower 48 states or order online and pick up at the store. When you order, use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS and you'll save 10% off your complete order. Plus, you'll help support the show. Make sure to check out the apparel line called OGO Gear while you're there. Old Glory Outdoors believes in the slogan, start them young, to keep kids away from screens and enjoying nature. They've got a full array of live bait too. Check out oldgloryoutdoors.com and use the promo code JIGSANDBIGS, save some money, and gear up now. guys, Bobby Roast Beef here for another episode of Jigs and Bigs, and I, I say this every single week, I, I really do, but this one is really, really special, and it's special to the point where I am going to pop open a bottle of, uh, of single malt scotch and, uh, and enjoy a beverage while recording this, because for Bobby Roast Beef, I am celebrating this evening, I am celebrating my first successful what we'll call it adventure with my my new kayak which is pretty awesome we we got i got it out on the water i didn't dump it <laughs> which is great and i caught some fish and i'm joined by sean the fisherman we're recording some last minute stuff a uh i should say we'll call we'll call the sean the fisherman segment breaking news because this just happened you're gonna love this when you hear it and uh sean how, how did you feel about today well first man congrats uh today was fun we got out there with uh with Todd and uh, and my good friend Phil, um, we went to a pond up by Phil's house because that was what halfway between where Todd lives and where we're from. And yep. and Phil was up taking a day off and doing some fishing, so that was uh, good to see an old friend and good to make a new friend and you know good to hang out with you. And oh, congratulations yeah. on congratulations on your first fish. That was a breathtaking moment in sports history. <laughs> it really was. I mean, you. <laughs> You had complete control and wrangled that 12 inch right oh, to the boat. I was you're so being proud too of you. kind. It was easily no more than 10 and a half. No more than <laughs> 10 and a half. It was the dink of all dinks. But you know what's funny is there was a moment where, so I'm going to back up and, 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 and I'm not relying on this first segment here, but there's one portion of the day where I was working uh, an, an edge of the bank where there was some timber and I was throwing a, throwing a jig right into it and I caught a larger fish. Now, I won't say I caught i hooked a larger <laughs> fish i say that because i the water was clear enough where i could see where he had wrapped my line around the around the lay down that was down there and i gave him a little bit of room and he kind of happened to loosen things up and i pulled him right up and as i went to go scoop him with the net he spit the hook and i th- actually thought he fell into the net i thought i was good to go and then i looked in the net much to my chagrin he was not there which sucked. Uh, so I decided, you know, after working the rest of that bank, I come around and I'm just like, screw it, man. I need to get bit. I need, I need to catch a fish today. And I just started throwing a weightless Senko until it happened. And it happened. 
You know, yeah. That's I. I just I was like, yeah, we got to get this done. Let's make it make it freaking happen. So it happened, but a dink. But uh, I will I will a hundred percent take it. And uh, all we can do is upgrade, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah nowhere to go but up. Yeah. Good nowhere stuff. to go but up. It's gonna be it's it's awesome stuff. It was a good time today. We were out there for like six and a half hours at least. Yeah. Uh, we're, yeah. We yeah we got out there what eight 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 thirty in the morning nine yeah. nine o'clock in the morning I think I think we were we were pushing off at nine a.m. And yeah. we only got off the water at what, like three, something yeah, like somewhere that. Somewhere around there, two, yeah, two thirty-three. One, I, I, I took the time down. I'd have to check, but that neighborhood, yeah. Mm. And uh, I'd like to, to you know, tell let Todd know that we're all thinking about him and his sunburn because he was out there for longer than any of us. As you know, as as we got there, we arrived. You were unloading your stuff, and yep. um, I had picked up Phil, and I got stuck in. Uh, and a bit of unexpected traffic around the uh, 495-90 interchange. As you do. <laughs> yeah, it happens. It does, does in fact. And I had skipped 290 in Worcester just for that reason, yeah. you know, thinking I would get stuck and said, oh, I'll catch 495. And I ended up having to go all the way out to Framingham and turning around and go on 9 and then catch 495. But, um, yeah, as we were there, Todd was whooping it up from across the lake. Oh, yeah, we definitely got there. A, and- yep, definitely heard a Ric Flair call, and he came paddling all the way across the lake to, to us with a – with a beautiful, you know, it was a little skinny, but man, that was a hell of a long fish. Hell, what, what was it? Fish. 20, 20 and a quarter, 20 and a half? 20 and a quarter. That was a a, a a very respectable fish. That would beat my PB. Like, that's Dude, that was, it's a good fish. Yeah, <laughs> that is absolutely nothing to sniff at. I mean, yeah. 20, inch, 20 inch fish goes a long way in, you know, any number of tournaments. So oh, yeah. that, that was a hell of a fish. Yeah, one hell of a fish. And, you know, it's, it's funny. So we fished until about, I think right around noon, things started to slow. Uh, overall, I think you caught a couple after after twelve twelve thirty something like that. Um, but- yeah, I, I I caught that first. I caught a, a fish on my first cast, which yep. was nice. And then the wind shifted something like south to east, and once the wind shifted, that was tough. That, it, that was yeah. a, we we rotted out there in the sun. It was it was definitely uh, there was there was no figuring it out. It was kind of like well, we'll go try this spot again. We'll we'll go and, and, and check this out. It was it was a good time though, and I, I I'm blown I'm blown away at the just the whole experience. I'm really really excited what this means overall. Like I can actually get on the water. That is amazing to me. <laughs> you know, well, it was it was awesome. But I'll, I'll tell you what I know who figured it out was Phil because at about eleven o'clock he's like. Hey, give me your car keys. I'm gonna go get some beer. Yeah. I'm like, all right, grab me a soda. Thanks. I think I think he had the right idea. Absolutely. Yep. You know, yep. He was uh, he was dead on with that. Yeah. If nothing else, he he managed to duck out of the sun for a little bit, and that's not not a bad thing. Man, yeah. it was a hot one. It really was. But what a what a what a killer week. I mean, let's go back to what well, you and I fished uh, last Tuesday, and then uh, we had our meeting on Thursday. So we have a couple of really really good things that are kind of in the works there's irons in the fire we're trying to make sure that we do it right you want to talk a little bit about that or do you want to um, skip over it i i would what, what you tell me what we want to well, talk about what I'm, are we letting what are we letting the public know about i i wouldn't say so much that we're so uh, there's there's a handful of things that we've kind of got working right now um the first one that i think we've probably been most 
uh, forward with like letting everybody know about is the game show for Jigs and Bigs and Hookset Hoodlums, sponsored by Old Glory. So the Hookset Hoodlums pro staff will be doing a game show. They're going to be running on all the pro staff uh, Instagram profiles. They're going to be running posts uh, where you can you know like, follow, and comment, just like any other contest, that post and be entered to win. And what's going to happen is we're going to have a showdown where uh, we have like a, a kind of a trivia-based game show all about fishing, and they're going to compete, and the winner is going to go ahead and get their... Uh well, they're actually the winner is going to get to do a raffle uh, by picking a random comment of somebody and do a giveaway for one of those followers. So it's it's kind of like a double, you know, they they win the contest, but somebody else is going to actually win the prize, which is really really cool. And there's some good stuff lined up. Like we got a favorite rod and reel combo, uh, plus a whole slew of other stuff that's lined up, uh, and that somebody's going to get to win, which is really really cool. The other thing, and I've been toying around with this because you and I have been talking tournaments for a while, and doing uh, a few different kind of things, like maybe starting a, a regular series of tournaments that are localized, and then talking about doing uh, like more for fun, like sporadic tournaments, like over like a weekend or a specific day, just for listeners to kind of enjoy ourselves and have a good time. And it dawned on me that we could do a day-long tournament with the pro staff, like just have them do the tournament. And... You know, they go ahead and, and they, they fish for a day and, and we go in order of like there's five of them. So maybe first place gets 50 bo- uh, bonus points toward trivia, then 40, 30, 20 and 10 like that based in their order. And that's their bonus. They got to fish for it. Could be interesting. Yeah, we, we, We've been. Uh, yeah, we have been we have been brainstorming quite a bit. And we both know. I mean, we talked about it today. We have unfortunately quite a bit of homework to do to make sure, mm-hmm. you know, aside, aside from, um, you know, normal normal tournament laws, regulations, et cetera, that we'd have to abide by, you know, on top of that, unfortunately, we're still de- dealing with the, uh, the pandemic. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're in good, you know, in a lot better shape in Massachusetts, but the rest of the country is, yeah. is not. And who knows if that's going to boomerang around. I, there's a lot of unknown. So I think, you know, we're, we're, we're planning a lot and, yeah. uh, we'll see what, you know, we, we, we can do and what we're able to do, but, uh, I have a lot of hope for the future. We're, we're looking we're looking like there's some fun stuff coming down the road here. I agree. Um, as far as the trivia, you know, for the contestants, whoever it ends up being, I'll tell you guys right now, ladies, <laughs> ladies and gents, Bobby well, tasked me to develop some questions, and I asked him five of which, the first five I came up with, and he went over five. So you got some homework. To do. These are I mean, quality is- questions. <laughs> they're they're significant. I'm not saying that it's super difficult, but I will say it covers a wide range of fishing topics and it's uh it's really good like we're gonna we're gonna hook you up and there will be a significant amount of multiple choice options in there and uh something along those lines but uh it's it's gonna be really this is you're you're gonna have to put your thinking caps on it's 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 good it's very very good there is no mercy for me with these questions i (laughs) No, it's not people think i'm a hard ass when it comes to trivia questions no not at all. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even like the multiple choice request. I'm no. like, no, no, no. They're going to think this out. And they're going to suffer. <laughs> if spelling counts, no, we're not going <laughs> to. I can't do that. Oh, but it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun, and and that's what I figure we can do is we can sort of kind of provide you guys some stuff. And really, what we're thinking is most people right now because it's summertime, and I know the fishing's hard, but a lot of people are out there fishing right now. So our goal is to kind of aim to do this in about like. 
it's like the mid-fall sometime, like around that time where maybe things slow down or people start getting busy with other stuff and looking, you know, to push other other kinds of content. Um, the other thing that we're working on, and I'm going to just mention this out there, we have a little challenge collab in the works with uh, a former guest and uh, an awesome YouTuber, uh, Fishing with Becca. So Becca is, uh, we're going to organize a 1v1 uh, with Sean, and we're going to get creative because we're going to bring Becca in and, and be talking about some different ways to kind of keep it fun and interesting. And if, if you guys have any uh, in, in ideas, uh, by all means, uh, shoot us a message on Instagram or go to jigsandbigs.com and uh, give us a message. Uh, leave us a message there. Contact us on the contact page and, and go ahead and, uh, and, and let us know what you think if, if there's some type of a, a challenge that should be in there. We have a few really good ideas. It'll make it really, really fun. And uh, it, I, you're just going to love it. I mean, there's a lot of really good things that we have working right now. And I'm really, really excited about it. I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. And uh, one thing I would like to mention, you know, we, we, we talked about today with uh, getting out with, with Todd and Phil and um, kind of uh, getting closer to the front burner than the back, uh, working um, on, on my and Bobby's behalf with, uh, and your behalf with um, a T-shirt design, which I know you mentioned a couple times about the Sean the Fisherman shirt. If anybody's concerned, I don't even want a shirt with my face on it. All right. <laughs> so we put my art background and uh, another one of my passions, which I'm not going to mention right now. A couple of you have seen the designs and kind of got thumbs up. But we kind of made a, a little bit of a, a hybrid shirt um, with something that I love. And uh, I got to a point with uh, graphic design where I kind of got over my head and Phil is my go-to with stuff like that. And he's been, uh, he's been killing it. There's one last thing he has to work on, which actually I'm probably going to talk to him after I get off the phone with you here. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, we're, I, I am absolutely in love with the design we came up with and what Phil's been, been doing. And uh, I can't thank him enough. Thank, thank you, Phil, if you're listening. This is a, this was a, a huge weight to carry for me, and, and you're coming through, dude. It's awesome. Yeah, that's, I'm really looking forward to it. I've seen the, the prototype so far, and I, I think it'll just be a lot of fun. And speaking of the merch, a, a lot of you guys have been uh, putting it, like a few orders have gone through just in the last couple of days, and like, thank you so much. It's, it's awesome. And also, if you've got the Jigs and Bigs merch, uh, do us a solid and post a pic of you like wearing your shirt or your hat or something like that. Wear it out while you're fishing, and then tag us in it because I'd love to share that stuff and uh, put it together and create some some uh, you know montages and things like that with, uh, and put, post them to our story. So by all means, if you have any of that stuff at all, post it and make sure to tag Jigs and Bigs and we'll we'll throw it out there. It's like that's the best part. I love seeing like Eric when he was out. One of, one of our guests, Eric Dowd, was out uh, fishing the other day and he was wearing his shirt. And it, there were, I mean, he, he was, he caught a bunch and it was just great. You don't get better promotion than that. That is fantastic. It's just really, really, really good feedback. I know that, uh, you know, there's a bunch of other guests who have ordered some stuff. Uh, big shout out to Damien. Uh, yeah, from you, you guys, a few episodes back, we talked to him about uh, stretching lines, uh, about his uh, his company, his bait company, and uh, I've been using some of their stuff too. As a matter of fact, I cut a, a huge pickerel on uh, one of their stick worm, stick baits, and it was uh, it was great. So big shout out to him. That's he was another one who posted his picture, tagged us, and you know it's it's great that you guys are are, are digging all this stuff. It's really really awesome. Want to also give a big shout out to Jay, uh, who hit me up via Fishbrain. Uh, Jay is a friend of. Joe over at Old Glory, and uh, he hit me up there, and this is how I put the dots together for this kayak. I've been looking for a kayak for months, 
uh, and have been coming up short every which way. If I wanted to go and buy, you know, like a power kayak, you know, to like just under retail value or something, I could find that. But, uh, you know, just to find something simple I can paddle with and, you know, catch some fish. He contacted me, so thank you, Jay. I appreciate that in a huge, huge way. So we got something coming for you, too. But this is really, really unbelievable. It's been a fantastic week, like um, absolutely amazing. Great, great stuff going on. I have not caught a lot of fish. I don't care. (laughs) It's like this is just fantastic. One other thing we got to talk about, it is currently right now, it is the 27th of July. That means this month is almost over. Which means that next month is August. In fact, August starts just this weekend. And if you're not currently signed up for the Chronic Trips Virtual Fishing Tournament, you're missing out. You're going to miss out on, I mean, granted, you can join anytime during the month, but you're going to want to get into it now. Uh, it's, it gives you the full month to compete, and it's a whole lot of fun. Uh, big announcement here is that Sean has actually come on uh, to uh, partner with Chronic Trips as a can athlete, uh, which means he's like their fishing go-to guy. And if, if you've paid attention to the show... Sean knows his stuff. He really, really does. And uh, he's he's actually at, helped add a couple of elements to the tournament to make it um, a little bit a little bit more competitive in a way and a little bit more engaging overall with the way that we do points. So I'm gonna hand you hand it over to you, boss, and you tell tell him how it's all gonna work out. Yeah, so um a little bit of background on that. Um as you know, I, I think I CC'd you in on the email mm-hmm. about halfway halfway through the uh, the the tournament uh, in June. I had said to you, you know, initially, and I think I, I mentioned this on the podcast when Seth and I both talked, um, it, it's in, it's intimidating for an angler to look at a, a tournament field and it's all by length and you're looking at a cumulative, you know, a total length and you've got a category for, you know, tuna. Yeah. And you're, yeah. You're a trout and you're a trout fisherman. You know, that that kind of hurts. So what I did was I reached out to Seth and and after talking with you a little bit and we, we kind of said, well, you know, at least I can do is just say, hey, this has been great. And I meant it. I had a blast with that tournament. And I said, going forward, you might want to think about this because more people, you know, would would really take a look at it if they thought that, you know, the the, the, play, the playing field was a little more level between the fish species. And um, I sent Seth a nice email, it's, you know, obviously very courteous thanking him. This was a great tournament. And, um, so why don't you consider doing like, um, weighting the categories weighting is in, you know, W E I G H T. Um, so that the winner of, let's say a sunfish category gets an equal amount of points as the winner of the tuna category or the shark category. So that way, if you're a freshwater fisherman, you can go out and you can catch your catfish, your trout, your bass, your pickerel, whatever you're catching. And you're not automatically going to be in a 50-inch hole because somebody caught a tuna or a shark or, or you know, any other large ocean-going fish. Yep. So you can uh, – yeah, I thought that was a neat way to kind of level the playing field a little bit. So the way we worked it out was um, first place for any category will get four points. Second place fish for any category will get three points. Third will get two Anybody who submits a fish in the category that is not in the, one of the three longest fish will get one point. Yep. So here's, here's a great example. Largemouth bass category. Bobby Rose Beef turns in a 20-incher. He, at the end of the tournament, gets four points for getting first place. Sean the Fisherman turns in a 19-incher. I get three points. Frank Rizzo turns in an 18-incher. He gets two points. Juggy Gales turns in a fish. 
as does uh, my buddy Phil and, uh, you know, anybody else that turns in a fish. Gets Saul Rosenberg point. throws Saul a fish Rosenberg. in. Yeah. Why would, I, why would I forget Saul? How could you forget um, Saul? How, I don't know. I don't, the, the Egyptian magician fires in a fish. He's got 1.2. So first, <laughs> play, <laughs> first place gets four points. Second place gets three points. Third place gets two points. Anyone who submits a fish in the category that is not one of the three biggest gets one point. So in my case, if I, I'm, a, I'm primarily a bass fisherman. If I go out and I catch a decent bass, I get second place. I get three points for that. If I manage to somehow, again, accidentally catch a trout, but it's not any of the top three, I get one point. So that helps you stay in the game. You know, I thought that was a neat way to, uh, to kind of approach it, especially with the fresh and saltwater mix. Um, and keep, you know, Seth wanted to keep it as one tournament. So I threw that out there and, and he thought it was a great idea. We're going forward with it. So one thing I should mention, the standing. So Fish Donkey is new to everyone involved in using this, uh, both on the chronic trips, the chronic trip side. And, you know, I'm, I'm learning it as a user as well. Um, I don't normally use that for tournaments. It's not what, uh, um, that's not the app that, that the groups I fish with use, but I'm, I'm learning it. It's an app and, um, using fish donkey. Um, we're, we're learning the, the ropes on fish donkey and down the road, we hope to have a separation of, uh, primary contestants versus, you know, versus sponsors and can athletes because right now we don't have a, any way to um to set the two apart so you're going to see me in there um let's just say I, I finished in second place and let's say you finished in first place it, technically we're not really first and second because we're you know we're sponsors. connected you have sponsors and i'm a can athlete yep so the standings we haven't figured out a way or i really haven't explored fish donkey enough to to delineate those two groups of people in the future, we hope to. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to read the standings and every week and let people know who's in first place, you know, as far as prizes, et cetera, going on as, as far as prizes um, and actual standings go. Unfortunately, you know, I haven't gotten that far with fish donkey and I'm going to apologize for it. We're going to keep working on it. And hopefully for the October, we'll have that. Uh, we'll have that problem solved. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. I think I think uh, this is still in the growing stages, you know, when people are learning. But I feel like this is a, a very unique way to compete, and it's a lot of fun. And, and like you said, like it's it gives you this sort of almost like an element of strategy, really. Like I'll give you an example. Last last in June, I only recorded any largemouth bass. And uh, that was just any of the smallmouth that I caught. I didn't for have the catchboard to <laughs> record their, <laughs> the, the picture and, and, and capture the, the length. So it was all I submitted was largemouth. Now, I was able to submit them in uh, the largemouth bass category, in which case it would take the, the longest one as my entry. And then I could the other ones I could use in the NE5 category to kind of go for that. But what's great about the point system is that let's just assume that you're let's assume that you're in like let's say fourth place or lower in every single category. But you know, somebody like myself who only caught, you know, one species happens to maybe be up there in like the, somewhere in the top three. 
You're doing. You're actually. You're doing much better by by catching more species and, and earning the points for them across the board. Now maybe you're catching some species that uh, people are having a hard time catching. So like, let's say you catch a northern pike. Last last uh, last tournament, nobody caught any northerns. But if you catch one, you know you could get those four points for being the only one on the board. Something along those lines. So. It's it's it is definitely uh, worth your efforts to fish outside of the box, so to speak, and and get creative with where you're going and what you're targeting, and also record every catch. Because like Sean, you you know uh, when you're out fishing, you know in in one of your other tournaments, one of the numerous ones happening at the same time, you know you'll be out there, and if you catch a pickerel, that may not help you, you know. Yeah, yeah, but the the largemouth, I know the largemouth I submitted for the um, the last Chronic Trips tournament, all of them, I believe, also got submitted over to other tournaments as well. So whenever I caught a, a largemouth oh, that yeah. was over, you know, I would I would submit it on Fish Donkey and then keep the fish in, in the net next to my boat and then, on, you know, pull it back out and take pictures with the other app. With and, the other app, yeah. It, yeah, for the other tournaments. So um, I'm, a, I'm a big multi-tournament guy. I, I, my thought oh, yeah. is if, if, if I'm going to be fishing one tournament um, – I could be doing well in another. It might be different competitors. Like maybe a, an 18 inch largemouth isn't the biggest one in one tournament tournament, but it's the second or possibly first biggest oh, in another. You know, absolutely. No. Absolutely. But th- that's, that's what I'm saying. Like how, how often have you been out fishing with, you know, bass lures and you've caught a pickerel pretty common. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Probably, I mean, probably we all, we countless all times, but I think, I, yeah, in a, in a, in a tournament, let's say you're doing, you know, like one of the KBF tournaments that, is probably not going to help you at all. But in this tournament, that catch, that in the Chronic Trips tournament, that catch will help you. Because if, if nothing else, even if it's not one of the listed species, you know, fallfish, I'll give you an example. I, I last, last fall, I, I caught some huge fallfish on Senkos, just random. And, like, in this tournament, I could enter them in the NE5. You know, and they would, they would, they would help me compete, even though they aren't necessarily a target species. So it's, Correct. it's definitely worth it. Like you guys, I just, I don't know if you got an alert, Sean or not, but I just had, uh, confirmed my entry for, uh, for the tourney and I'm going to, I'm going to give it a, a, a full send and, uh, see what we can do. I'm not going to yeah. forget my catchboard. I would have, that pisses me off so much. I would have had the biggest smallmouth <laughs> if I would have forgot that, was, that. Oh, that made, that was bigger than mine. Oh, what was yours? Seven to, I had a seventeen and a half uh, or seven, no, seventeen. I would, and a I would, that was a big smallmouth. I think I would. I have to look at the. I would have been second or third. I had a fifteen. Ah, and it was yeah. it was yeah, a I good think fish. I think you would have been second. Yeah, I think yeah. You know, and um, I mean, actually, in, in second place, it wouldn't have done shit for me with that that uh, previous way of, of judging. But this new points, I'm really excited about. I think that's going to be great. You know, well, I'd, I'd have to look at the standings. But if you added a fifteen inch fish to your total, you might have jumped a spot. I, I don't. Oh yeah, I, don't, I, I could have. I don't know if I it was in smallmouth, though. Oh, yeah, but I didn't memorize everybody's. But the, that 15 inches, even though it wasn't first, second, or third or anything like that, because yeah. we weren't worried about that last last tournament, that would have helped. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, I definitely could have thrown that in the any 5 and that would have yeah. would have helped for sure. And that's the with kind of the, thing um, that I'm, I'm talking about. It's like you can do so much more with this tournament than, you know, just going out and go, going out and catching bass and going for like the most amount of inches or 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 a bag of a certain amount, or, uh, you know, and, 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 and the most inches within X amount of catches. However, it's you're going to run it is is a lot of fun. It just it just it's a lot of fun. It's a great way to compete and, and, and sort of change up and, and mix up your game. But like the multi species thing and i i'm really excited about the new point system i think it's going to be huge 
you know, it, it makes it makes catching crappie and and catching you know uh, you know panfish awesome. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, with with the strategy, I know you know we talked about it in a previous podcast uh, episode the uh, with Seth, but I I really had some hard choices to make. I had I had you saw you know as well as you you saw and you mentioned it. That, that two days of massive pickerel I caught where it was just yeah. big pickerel after big pickerel. So what ended up happening was the biggest pickerel um, that was caught in the tournament was actually submitted into the NE5 category because I didn't want to bump out one that was a half an inch smaller. Yeah. So, so the biggest the pick, the biggest pickerel that won that category was not the biggest pickerel in the tournament. That one ended up in the um, NE5 with four striped bass I caught and in – and I actually had the biggest striped bass of the tournament, but it didn't win its category at all because, oh God, who was it? Was it Brock or Mark? I, I forget. I'm I not forget. looking at the. Yeah, one of them, I believe, caught a uh, a striped bass that was bigger than my second biggest striped bass, but not as big as my first. But both of mine were in there, and because it was all length, it didn't really matter. But it was. Yeah. I had to think about that because did I want to, you know lose a fish here or there and keep a pickerel here? You know, it, it added strategy, and I've never. I've never had a tournament like that yep. where you, you know, it, a 22 or a 23 inch pickerel mattered that much. That was completely awesome. Yeah, it is. Um, it's it's pretty cool. I, I do love that uh, for the prizes, they're awarding the categories for most accumulated points, longest overall fish. And it's that's basically uh, like like a runner up. Um, yeah, considered overall runner up is what they'll be. Uh, beat the champ if you can beat if you can catch a larger brown trout than can athlete Mark. Uh, you'll uh, you'll you'll be awarded a special prize for that uh, accomplishment. Uh, first to every increment of 100 inches. That's amazing because you could be collecting, you know, you, you get every time you hit an increment of, of 100 inches, you can just, you know, you, you've, you've already won something. Like, this is a lot of fun. Longest fish of the week. That's a new one, isn't it? Yeah, there was there was a couple of suggestions I threw in there. The um, They were already, uh, Seth was already doing the, the incremental one, but I think yeah. he only had it at 200, which I hit and I won that. That was nice. Um, the, uh, what was, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What was the second one? The, um, longest fish of the week. Longest fish of the week. Yeah. Some, um, some of the, the kayaking bass tournaments have incremental. And when I, when I sent that email to Seth, I said, Hey, try an incremental, whether it's longest fish of the week or, um, like some of the bass tournaments do, you know, by the hour, yeah, longest fish of the hour, or they'll do a weird random draw where like, if somebody managed to catch, you know, within one time span, if someone managed to catch a, a 19.25 inch fish, yep, they get a prize. Yeah. Or the first person to submit one of those, something like that. So I said, why not try an increment? And he thought that was a great idea. And obviously we're seeing it being uh, implemented. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. And most species is the last one, which is, again, just more of an incentive to try and catch as many species as you possibly can and then go for it, you know, and, 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 and see what it can get you. It's worth it. It's, it's, it ends up being, I, it's under $30 after fish donkey takes their, uh, their, their 
slice of the pie uh, in order to do it. I think it's like $28, $29. Go ahead, yeah. and uh, all you got to do is download the Fish Donkey app, which is free. Download that, and then just search Chronic Trips on it. You can join right through the app. You'll be good to go, and you're all set. And the you know there's rules in there for what you need for a catchboard, but what you need uh, the thing you need to know for your measuring board is uh, if Fish Donkey has them available. So if you're like, where do I get one, one that's regulation, you can call, and I think they're around 15 bucks. So you can go online to Fish Donkey and order your board and have it ready to go. And if you do it, if you do it probably today, you may have it in time. You'll at least have it in time for the first week, you know, of the of the tournament. So I would definitely recommend get get on it, you know, and and, and have some fun with it. It'll, it'll be awesome. It's a great way to go out on the summer fishing season and get all the way through there. Because by the time we do the next one, it's going to be October, and uh, things will be changing up quite a bit i think october's a fun month uh, october's yep. a really fun month to fish i mean it gets colder not as many people are out on the water um i personally love it i love being out with the leaves changing and everything and uh pulling leaves off treble hooks for hours on end that's always a good time oh there's nothing oh, is yeah. better than sipping like a nice pumpkin spice latte and like just like burning a spinner bait you know that to me is fall screw apple yep. picking you know what i mean <laughs> yeah you get a good get the good top water bike going life's good yeah. you know um but yeah, I, I mean, I urge again anybody that uh, is interested in, 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 I mean, really, it's it's a great out of left field tournament with the multi species, especially with that any five category. And and I learned I learned the hard way, man. It is it is not easy to catch, you know, all those freshwater species. And I tried. Yeah. I put. I I, I mentioned. I, I put at least four solid days into trying to get northern pike. And northern pike during the summer, they're not as easy to catch as in the spring and fall. Yeah. And it was. As you could tell, I, I did not do it, and I, you know, I tried. <laughs> I really, really put a lot of effort into that. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's what you got to do, man. Name of the game. Awesome, Sean. Well, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go. We're gonna throw it a break right now. Take a quick break, and then come back. We're gonna have our Sean the Fisherman segment, and then it's interview time with Fishing Grubs, Todd Grub on the show. We're gonna talk fishing. We're gonna talk all kinds of stuff, and uh, you're gonna love it. Sean. 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 Hey, this is Sean the Fisherman with a another tale of woe, my weekly tale of woe. They seem to be having a lot of these lately. So the other day I went fishing with a friend at a lake I'd never fished at. There was a road alongside this lake. We get out there very early to beat the traffic and somewhere around eight or nine o'clock, eight 30, maybe there was a, uh, a few people came on the lake with us, other kayakers. Somewhere around nine, a car came down the road. I heard it stop behind a small grove of trees on the shore and the car backed up and there was a small beach area. The occupant, opened up the door to his car, went down on the beach and kind of stared out on the water for a minute or two. And I, I was in the middle of the lake with my, uh, my leg over the side of my kayak, uh, holding myself to a pile of rocks. And I was kind of watching him and seeing what he was doing. And he immediately went behind the grove of trees and took off all his clothes. At this point, I stopped doing what I'm doing to figure out what is going on here. He puts on a pair of shorts, <clears throat> 
goes over to a tree in front of the beach and, and throws all of his dirt, his dry clothes up into a tree, which I don't have any explanation for, seeing as his car was 50 feet away if he wanted to store his clothes. He then went for a leisurely swim for about five, 10 minutes. Uh, about that time, a couple more kayakers had pulled up relatively close to me and could see what was going on on the beach, which at that time was nothing interesting. And a minute later, he decided his swim was done. He went back in his little changing area grabbing his t-shirt from the tree on the way and began vigorously drying off himself to the point of using his t-shirt like floss on his taint and ass crack area, which at that point I started laughing as loud as I possibly could to let this guy know that people were actually watching him and he should probably knock it off. And uh, he finished his drying and got back in his car and left. And I was left to wonder, why do I keep seeing shit like this? I'm Sean the Fisherman and I hope I don't have another story like this for you next week. Have a good one. Hey guys, Bobby Rose Beef here. It's interview time. I've got Todd Grubb. That name might sound familiar to some of you guys. Todd is a YouTuber. He's got a great channel, Fishing Grubs, and uh, you should definitely check it out. Production is unbelievable. He is highly entertaining. Todd, how you doing, buddy? Doing great, man. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. You know, I, uh, I'm i coming off of a weekend uh, full of the skunk, so uh, I'm hoping to it change that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely hoping to change that. So let's go ahead and just, just get right into it. Um, I did. I mentioned that you're you're a YouTuber, but tell me a little bit about the history of fishing in your life. Like, how did you discover fishing? How was was it sort of like instilled in you to like you know how did that passion start? And then how what was the road like getting to where here you are producing content on a regular basis for YouTube? Uh, so, you know, it started I guess as a little kid. My dad used to take me, um, but. You know, he wasn't a huge part of my life. So when he kind of, you know, went away, I didn't really fish too much at all. Yep. But being near or around water uh, was always something that was instilled in me. Uh, my grandfather had a pool in the backyard and I was never not in the water. Yeah. So um, when I picked up a rod and reel, um, I mean, it's almost like four years ago now. Oh, it was wow, okay. immediate. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it it was immediate. Like I'd I'd been wanting to do it for a while, you know. I'd, yep. Anything outdoors always gets me going. So I was hooked, uh, pun intended, immediately, and um, I started going in my off time all the time. Yep, and then. Um, you know, summer ended and the fall hit and the bite really changed and I had no idea what the hell I was doing. So like any normal human being nowadays, I hopped onto YouTube yep. um, to try and see what I should do to get some bites. <clears throat> and uh, I found a bunch of people, you know, fishing and making ridiculous content. And I was like, you know, after a little while, I was like, oh man, I can do that. And um then, you know, winter hit and I stopped fishing for a little bit because it got really, really tough and I had no idea what I was doing. Oh, yeah. And um, ice fishing was about to start and a buddy of mine was like, you want to come out and ice fish? And I was like, it'd be awesome. Um, so we went out ice fishing and I caught my personal best. It was my first bass over four pounds. Um, That's awesome. And it was, yeah, it was just one of those moments in life where I was like, I want to fish like for a living if I can. Yeah. You know, I want to make this my life. So, um, 
I also have a background in film and video. I took two years of uh, film class in high school. So mm-hmm. I just like every day watching these videos, I'd be like, man, I could do that. And so eventually I just decided, you know, I'm going to go for it. And, uh, you know, I love making content and it, you know, it turned into like a whole different thing. Like at first it was, you know, more like, Oh my God, I want to just fish every day. And then it became like meeting people and traveling and just doing things that I never thought I'd be doing because of fishing. You know, it's my whole perspective on what I thought this was going to be when I started as to what it is now a few years uh, down the road. It's like, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, I'm super thankful. It's, 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 it's infectious. You know, it's like you you get into it and like, we just, we live in this time right now where information is all around. And I'm actually, I'm glad you brought up your production background because I probably only discovered your channel, like maybe, maybe a year, maybe it was last summer or last spring, something like that. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't too long ago, but when I saw it, I'm like, see, I have a TV background. So I was like, Oh, this guy is putting together some legit stuff. <laughs> like, I'll tell you what. So, I mean, just not not for nothing, but like you, when you're transition in between different uh, edits, that little like yep. uh, static effect that you use, I'm like, that's genius. It's fast. It just gets yep. right to it. And it's it's different enough. Like, it's it's really, really great, you know? And you do all that production on your own? Yes, yeah, that's, I do everything. Man, good, great, you're killing it. Great job. Seriously. Thank like, you. Yeah, it's, Thank you. it's really good stuff. When I When I saw it, I was like, Holy crap, this is a really, really good production, and this is a New England guy. Now, where are you based out of in New England, if you don't mind sharing that? So uh, um, I hail from, I guess, like Boston, New Hampshire. Oh, like, okay. I've always, I've always been within an hour of the city of Boston. Yep. Um, I grew up in – I was born in Boston, like right outside of the city, but I grew up in New Hampshire, and I've been bouncing back and forth yep. my whole life. Um, I've done some other traveling as well. I did a year in Hawaii. Uh, I did two summers in the Outer Banks in North Carolina when I was younger. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, I spent last summer in Wisconsin, which was dope. That's I, I spent some time in Wisconsin in like the Dells area outside of Madison. Um, yep. And it was uh, it was it's pretty interesting. Like the, the interesting part of the country. Like anytime you can travel and do stuff, I. It's it's fantastic. Like I've had the opportunity a couple of times to go and for my job I'll do you know private parties where I'll host a game show, and I've right. gone to like you know you know do shows in you know New Jersey. I've gone and done shows in Vegas, and it's like you anytime. As a matter of fact, it was your channel you inspired the idea. Of this I was going to do a show in March in Vegas, and I'm like. I'm going to fish in Vegas, man. When you did that, oh, hell trip, yeah. I was like, that is genius. I'm like, I should That's absolutely. Yeah, it was bar and nightclub I could hook show. you up with the kid I went yeah? with, too. Oh. He's, the, he's the nicest kid in the oh, world. Absolutely. Such a sweet human. I he would, would love to take you out. I'd be all about that because I'm just like, hey, you know, it, it, it happened to be so. So backstory is the uh, there's a company I work for that makes this software that uh, gets used a lot in bars and restaurants and things like that. And I represent them. And a lot of our, our customers are entertainers and DJs specifically. But oh, so yeah. it happened to be that the bar and nightclub show and uh, an event that they call TriviaCon, which is the first time they were ever doing it. Sporkle was the group doing it. They happen to be the same week, and I was going to have this one day off. And I'm, we're all like the guys from England who are coming in. We're going to fly to LA to go see a band that 
that they like. And they're like, we're just going to take an off day. It'll be a whole lot of fun. And I'm like, I'm going to fish in the desert. That's my plan. That's what I want to do. And it was after I saw your video, man. I was like, that's right. That's what was his video. That's dope. And, and then COVID happened and <laughs> just oh, never yeah. went anywhere. Man, that just yeah. that, re- that really ruined everything. Oh, man. It's, it's uh, put a damper on, on damn near everything. I took like, uh, I don't know, like almost two months off of fishing yeah, you and were, making videos. Yeah. Yo, absolutely. I've never done that. I've that's, never done that. That's crazy. But I was man. in Massachusetts where it hit hard and I just felt like weird. I just, I was like, I'm just going to quarantine. You yeah. Know? That's, I mean, it's honestly, it's the best thing that you can do. I will say this, oddly enough, for fishing as a whole, it's, it's been great for the, for the industry of fishing. Like you have people that have this, this interest that they've never had simply based on the fact that they may have the time to get outdoors, which I mean, if there's a silver lining, like that's gotta be it for the fishing community. Oh, I agree. I agree. Most definitely. Some, some industries right now are definitely booming. And I think, uh, you know, the outdoors industry is, is definitely feeling it in a, in a really good way. And it's, it's the best way for people to do stuff because, uh, you know, if you can stay away from people, you know, that's why I love fishing. Yeah. I don't want to be near anybody when I'm fishing. I, I hate when people come near me when I'm fishing. I'm like, go away. Yes, yeah. I know you, you know? Yep, absolutely. I just want to be alone. It's like I, the whole point of it. I never actually really fish when I'm with other people. You know what I mean? <laughs> I spend more time socializing and bullshitting with friends. I, I You know, and that's the thing. Like, I do um, – I, 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 I never really – made it a point to do this, but I've been doing more of this recently where I'll fish with listeners from the area and we'll get together and go. And I just, I mean, I'm a talker. So that's what I do. I'm just like, and you know, it's, it's, it's fun, but it's different. When I go out by myself, I'm like, okay, now I'm focused on what I'm doing. It's like, I'm I'm taking mental notes. I might even be writing stuff down. It's like, I'm more, more into it. Um, As far as when it comes to fishing for you, do you have a favorite season? Uh, nighttime. Oh, just nighttime. <laughs> oh, you're one of those guys. Okay. Yeah. I don't care what the season. The only season I don't fish in the nighttime yet is winter. And yeah. I know that it can be fire. I just haven't. Yep. Uh, none of my, I guess I, I don't want to do it alone. And none of my friends are as diehard. Uh, maybe next season we'll get out there and do oh, some yeah. night fishing and, uh, on the ice. But mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I mean, I live and die for topwater strikes, and nighttime with big baits is is the best time. I have found. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. Yeah. All I do. There's a couple of people in my area who uh, I'm actually waiting to connect with and have them on the show who are are huge into specifically like topwater nighttime fishing, like very specific. Yeah. And yeah, it's all. That's what I did last night. Yeah. I was out until six in the morning. And they can, I mean, you can just, you can just kill them. It's crazy. When it comes to ice fishing, it's funny. I find there's two camps for ice fishing right now. I kind of stopped ice fishing when I was like maybe a teenager at some point, kind of when I just kind of like lost my interest. I got more into, you know, playing music and girls and all this other stuff when I was younger. And now my focus is, I find there's like two camps when it comes to ice fishing. You have those 
those uh, anglers that'll go out there and it's them and they have their spot with the ice and they're, you know, have a jigging rod or a bunch of tip ups or whatever, whatever it might be. They're, they're working and they're actively fishing. That's what they're doing. And then I find that there's the, the camp I grew, came up in where like you go out, you bring a grill, you <laughs> You know, it's like a big party on the ice, and, right? Right. And like a lot of like a lot of a lot of my cousins will get together and do ice fishing trips and things like that. And I, this is I think going to be the year I'm going to end up getting back into it. Uh, it's just, so much fun. Yeah, I just you know I saw like a lot of your videos this over this winter and uh, and Becca's videos getting out on the ice are like I mean just I'm like yeah, that's a whole lot. It's a good time. And then like stuff like. Uh, Alex Perrick putting out the videos when uh, Frostbite launched and all that. I'm like, this is right, man. This is probably a little bit more to it. And it's it's funny that you caught your PB through the ice because most people don't think like that. Most people are like, yeah. springtime. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, man. And it was like first ice and this thing. I mean, they were just hungry. Yeah, they were just hungry, and they live shiners. You know, it's different. Oh yeah, it's the only time I really use live bait. Yep. And lately, like the past, this past season, I'm, I've like really stopped and been jigging like crazy using, you know, electronics because it's like a freaking video game. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's freaking crazy, man. Is there any like a weather condition where you're just like it, it something comes up weather wise and you just call it a day? Like I won't fish? Yeah. Not really. No. <laughs> I'm fine. I mean, like, I, I kind of fit I, that bill too. If it's like, you know, there's been a, a couple times where it's been like crazy lightning yep. and I've gotten off, gotten in a car, waited for it to pass and then gone back out. Yes. And that's, yeah. See, that's the snowstorms. I love uh, those low pressure systems, man. Yep. I just want, I love being out there for that. Sometimes the bike can be just unbelievable. Yeah. You, oh yeah. Like the worst possible conditions you'd ever want. And when the bite lights up, you know, it's like all of a sudden you forget about how cold it is. Yeah, you don't you know? give a damn. Yeah, you're t- your adrenaline's you're, through the roof. Yep, you're taking these fish off the hook, and they are ice cold, and you don't even think about it. <laughs> you're just like, whatever, it's fine. Now, as far as your favorite bodies of water, what do you look for? Are you more of like a small, a uh, small lake and pond guy? Are you looking for like larger bodies of water? Go I think on. I really want to get more into uh, fishing some of the larger bodies of yeah. water. Um, I'm only have a kayak right now, but I want to get a trolling motor for it so that yep. I can, you know, really get around in these bigger lakes. Cause my yak is unbelievable. I can stand up in it. And it's, yeah. You I did mean, a review a beast, video, so. didn't you? Yeah. It, I, yeah. It actually got a lot of views. Yeah. Um, I, I, want, I think a lot of people are buying kayaks right now. They so de- I'll tell you, I'm in the market right why. now to buy a used kayak and forget it. I can probably make ice in my bare hands outside in July, the July heat. Before I could find yep. a used kayak, as soon as they're yeah, available, man. it's just they're gone immediately. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll yeah. have to get on that. As far as um, you know, like large, uh, like larger bodies of water, what's on your bucket list? Oh man, I mean, I got a quite a few. I really want to, you know, do some traveling. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Okeechobee's always been like really up there, uh, like Backrack down in. Yep. You know, Mexico is up there. Um, I'm thinking about moving down south. So if I do, I'll be surrounded by like amazing lakes. Gunnersville will be like an hour away. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Um, so, I mean, there's a lot out there. But for me, it's like, I don't know. I, I like 
in the kayak without the trolling motor, I'm getting pummeled by the wind. So right now, oh, big lakes sure. are kind of out of the question. Let's like go with people. When I go with people, I'm, I'm like, let's just go. Um, yep. But my favorite type of fishing is, you know, top water. So mm-hmm. like for me, when I'm thinking about big lakes lately, like in my head, I'm thinking about going at night, you know, and yeah. going into the areas that I would fish some of these smaller clear water lakes. Cause when I'm night fishing, I like, you know, steep drop-offs, rocky, you know, not too weedy. I want to throw treble hooks, you know, the whole time. Um, and then during the day, I just want to frog fish, you know, because all I really care about is topwater snakes yeah. at this point in my life. Topwater <laughs> like, is that's me going. Yeah, it's it is. There's like a certain mentality, like and when it when it hits, you're just like, okay, yeah, this is this yeah. is what I'm looking for. You know? Yeah, I don't even care. Like if I miss, I, you miss so many when you fish. I, like you, there's so many fish I've missed this year alone mm-hmm. um, that make me want to cry, but. You know, the strikes are worth every miss. Oh, they're just, yeah. I it's just so love visual, seeing you know? fish get, yeah, they just yeah. get so freaking aggressive. They're insane. It's, I just love seeing it. That's freaking awesome, man. Freaking awesome. What's the, and, and you mentioned top water. What is your, like your, your number one go-to confidence bait? The one you're just like, I need them to bite. This is what I'm throwing. I, I, I'm going to go for a frog of uh, any kind. Really. I've, I've learned how to pretty much take whatever frog I have mm-hmm. last summer. I really tried to dial in on frog fishing yep. and it, it doesn't even like, I don't even care lately though. The, the tackle brand frogs, the sprinker frog, the mare cracker, mm-hmm. all those like weird names, they're all unbelievable and they make a lot of noise and they just get freaking destroyed. And I can work them a little faster, yep. cover water a little quicker. Uh, and they work in big open water spots too. So I like, I don't even need to, you know, switch up if I don't want to. That's you know? cool. I could, like that sprinker frog, I'll throw that thing anywhere because it's oh, like yeah. a weedless whopper plopper. You know, it's it, the thing is unbelievable. Um, but yeah, no, a frog frog during the day. And then for me still like my go-to confidence bait, just because it was my first like big swim bait yep. that I used at night would be the BBZ rat. So oh, yeah. if I'm night fishing and I'm not getting bit, on any of my other baits and I'm trying, yep. I'm going to switch That's over to the rat and I'm going to get hit. Yeah. Every time. No, it makes Every sense. Time. It makes sense. There's a lot of people that love, absolutely Crazy. love that presentation. Bill you know. Simmontel is like a genius and like one of the nicest dudes in the fishing industry. Yeah. Um, that guy is an unbelievable human. Um, and he's like, that bait is perfect and it's cheap. For a big swim bait, like yeah. people, people that don't throw big swim baits, they look at that and they're like, "Oh my god, thirty five bucks or thirty bucks or whatever it is now." Yeah, I don't want to pay that. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, my buddy's making them; they're like one hundred and twenty right now. So it's like, what, yeah. what do you want? Well, you and, know, like <laughs> you know, when you're talking about a top water at that price point, you're so much more less likely to lose it than if right. you're talking unless about, you launch it in a tree. Yeah, if you're throwing like a glide bait, you know, like a huge, like yeah. a nine or a ten inch glide bait, and you drop yep. a hundred bucks on those. that, man. Yep. You know, and you have to have it in your 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 brain already that like I may not 
leave with yeah. this, you know? Yeah, for one especially when you know. toss them in rivers, which yeah. is how I've lost almost every glide bait I own. Current. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or See, owned, I should say. Yeah, exactly. Temporary. Now, uh, there is – so I got this one question, and uh, it's it's kind of taken on a life of its own. Um, there's a saying out there that fishing uh, tackle will catch more fishermen than it will catch fish. What, right. in, in your entire lifetime, what is the most ridiculous fishing tackle trend that's occurred in your opinion? And have you been guilty of trying it? I mean, I've, I feel like it's crazy because like those a lot of these like wild baits like Freddy the Frog and yep. like the BBZ Rat and all that stuff, like it may look like it catches fishermen but i've been catching fish on but they were like that for years now oh, yeah and like it's my favorite way to fish is those bigger now i don't know there's like some stuff i see come out that kind of like i'm like okay i don't know like that the lunker hunt spider yeah that's a big frog that's a popular thing. one yeah now, i just spider. got i literally just bought one because i got a trek because i'm just like i love frogs you know what i mean yeah. but the thing of it is is those hooks on the back are just so little and they're making me think like if a giant hits this thing like mm-hmm. i feel like i have less a chance less of a chance of a hookup because of those tiny little hooks on oh, the yeah. back of it and it's just like the i feel like it's a great idea but i think it needs to it needs to be tweaked a little bit yep. probably like it's not necessarily that's just ready and it's it's right. funny there uh, was um i'm not sure if you listen to the show but sean the fisherman does a segment on the show and he's like my you know, angling guru. Like if I got a question about yeah. something or I want to learn how to break something down or a technique or even any of that stuff, I can always turn yeah. to him. He's like our expert on staff. And yeah. so he had gone out and he found a, a, a clearance bin. I forget where it was. It might've been like Dick's Sporting Goods or something. And there was just a bunch of them, super cheap. He's like, I, I got to do it. I got to just try it. And yeah. so he, he's like, yeah, I got a couple for you because I'm actually putting together a, a pile of all of these baits uh, because I'm going to use them as like a uh, like a last place prize for a competition at an event awesome. that we're planning, something like that. So it's yep. like, and when you look at it, it's like it's really crazy. You're right because the hooks do seem really small, but that spider looks enormous for our yeah. area. You know, very yeah, it's rarely, a great presentation. Yeah, it it's it, it, I like big. Yeah, absolutely. It gets, it, you know, it gets attention. <laughs> I've always said that, like, you know, fish, they'll, they'll bite anything. I mean, you look at something like a buzzbait yeah. or a spinnerbait, yeah. that does not 100%. look like anything natural. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, no, not at all. Yeah, an umbrella rig? Come on. I There's often- this dude on YouTube. Uh, I can't remember his name for the life of me. He makes baits. Uh, my buddy Chris, Mr. Tightlines, he uh, loves this dude. I can't, I can't remember his name, though. Mm-hmm. But he literally is like a bass will eat anything. And he like grabbed a piece of wood, like a block of wood. I think he put might have put a lip on it. Yep. I don't even know if he did. And he put trebles on it, and he caught a fish on it. Was that marling like, baits? See? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've I've seen that one. No, That's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was he, he, it's like, like crazy heavy on. hardware, and like yeah, he was catching <laughs> fish on them. It's because they're ferocious. Yeah, they don't care if it's moving. Yeah, and it's like there's a shadow. They're gonna be like, what the hell is that? Yep. I'm gonna destroy that it is it's totally a reaction thing a hundred percent yeah now let's talk about now getting back to like gear typically how how many how many rod and reel combos do you carry with you when you fish i i'm super minimal yeah um like when i go night fishing Mm -hmm. i'll have um my swim bait rod and reel um and my frogging rod and reel 
Gotcha. That's all I'm bringing. Yeah. Cause I'm not going to toss anything, but top one, my buddy, I, we went last night and he was like, um, you know, I'm going to throw worms. And I was like, whatever. And then he caught one fish. It was the first fish. It was right as the sun went down. Yep. And then I caught three in a row. Two of them were literally back to back casts on a nine inch MS slammer. Oh, wow. um, and he was just like, damn it. And, and turn and put on his freaking top water. You yeah. know, it's like, that's, that's where the all bite is now. Yeah. Go night fishing. That's all I care about. No, that um, makes sense. And, and they'll, and they'll hit jigs and stuff. You know, if you watch yeah. tactical bass and they'll talk about like the other things that you can do at night, like that bottom contact stuff, sometimes it happens. But I mean, when I'm out there, uh, I'm in it for like the adrenaline rush just as much as I'm in it for the big fish. Yeah, so. absolutely. So let's say so hy- that's what. hypothetically you're you're going to go out to like an unknown body of water you've never know you've never gone before uh, and maybe it's during the day but for whatever yep. reason you're limited to one rod and it doesn't have to be yes. in your arsenal per se built- yeah it'd be my frog rod oh really okay time. all right oh yeah yep nice what I do don't you- care yeah I do it a lot because with the frog rod I can uh, also like switch over to like the whopper plopper so if it gets windy yeah. and there is no uh, you know weedy thick cover yeah i'll probably just throw the whopper plopper all day it got like the other day i was fishing a river and uh mm-hmm. i was sick and tired of you know i don't like fishing rivers because i hate getting snagged so i just started yeah. throwing a whopper plopper and i caught a five pounder no kidding with becca <laughs> that's it was awesome. ridiculous that's awesome it's ridiculous <laughs> now what's your goal for fishing like say in the next five five to ten years like where do you want to see it take you I mean, I don't, at this point, I don't even know. I I love every moment of it. You know, the people that I've met, the places I've gone, like I'm so open to wherever it's going to go at this point. Um, I think that's the best way to be. I just want to continue to make content and if people are digging it, then that's, I mean, that's awesome. I get a lot of guff from certain people. People don't like that. I swear a lot. Uh, I saw that. (laughs) But it's like, you know, like, not everybody does it. And it's yeah. like, there's a million channels out there. If you don't want to watch mine, that's fine. Like, you gotta be, I, I'm you. just going to be me. Like, yeah. I swear a lot. I'm yep. sorry. I'm from freaking new England. What that's, do you want from me? And, a- and like, I used to censor myself, but you know what? Like, why? Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's really not worth it. Like, you know, my, like it's my content. Yeah. You know? Like it's true. And like, you gotta be, you, you do, you, you have to be you and like dropping an F bomb while you're fishing every once in a while is not the end me? all be all. Some of the stuff yeah. that, that, that especially young people like that they consume in the media right now is infinitely worse than using a little, a few curses here and there. It's no big deal. It's funny Seriously. though that you mentioned that because well, I was talking with Becca and uh, she says, she goes, oh yeah, he curses a lot. I tried to <laughs> tried to muffle it while I was on the on the show, but she's like, I was like, no, 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 it's cool, don't worry about it. I was like, I put regardless of what each episode sounds like, I, it's got an explicit tag on there because like, right. I'm an old broadcast guy. I'm like, yeah, no, no, podcasting is the wild west. I want it to be raw yeah. and I want it to be what it is. It's right, and it know. should be like, yep. And, and like somebody was giving me shit the other day, and I was like. Man, you know how many people have like made li- their lives, yeah, like out of like naughty words. Like, look at George Carlin for crying yep. out loud. Oh my goodness, he, he made his entire career off of seven dirty words. Yeah, for crying out loud. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 
This is a, a, what I think is a pretty interesting question. Aside from actually going out and fishing or buying gear, how has fishing sort of made uh, it a part of your lifestyle? Like, I'll give you an example. Like, right now, I'm in the process of designing uh, a bass fishing tattoo for my, for my next piece. Um, and yeah. an- another one that isn't so extreme is that I almost always have drop shop weights or torn soft plastic pieces or even I've, I've even had, like, like, jig skirts in my pockets. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, I have. Uh, there's always, I mean, th- that, but I've always been like that. My mom used to call me trash pockets, because yeah. um, <laughs> I just hate I hate like throwing stuff on the ground, so I would just like put it in my pockets mm-hmm. and then forget about it. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just the worst at it. So, but like my car is always ready. My kayak is always on top of my car. Yep. Um, all my gear is in the car. I'm ready to go at any time. You know, if somebody's like, we should fish right now, I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I try to be the same way. Have my stuff on hand anytime. <laughs> like, it's crazy. I'll, I'll show up and I'll, you know, be unloading equipment for my game show. And I'm like, first thing I'm taking out is like, okay, here's my bait casters. I'll put those there, my tackle yeah. backpack, and uh, load yep. up the cart for, you know, whatever I have to bring in and lug all that stuff. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. It, it really does. Yeah. I try and keep all the camera gear ready too. Cause yeah. that's, I mean, for me, that's huge. Like even capturing just those, those moments in life that, you know, most people will never even remember, you know, I get to relive them just yeah. because I, I'm always filming and it's unbelievable. Like, <laughs> like the other day when I river fish with Becca and ended up with that five pounder, the whole yep. beginning of the video, it hasn't aired yet. The whole beginning of the video is just me bitching. I'm literally bitching the whole time as I hate river fishing. I'm like, bitch, 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 moan. And like, I'm just, it's looking back on it. It's just, it was just so funny to me because I know what the outcome is going to be, you know? And it's just like, I love it. It's kind of awesome when you look back and you're just like, yeah, this is, you know, and you, you, that's the one thing about, about creating content while you're out there doing it, where you can, you look back at it and you're just like, man, what a, you, it's a snapshot in time, you know, and you're able to go back and like all these, uh, you know, whether they're, they're absolute wins or they're complete epic fails, whatever it is, like you've got that now and you can then shape it to make it entertaining for whomever or even just yourself to go back and watch over and over again. Exactly. Um, I mean, if you're making content on YouTube, I feel like you should be doing it for you first. Yeah. Uh, And then if, you know, people are enjoying it, that's, that's what it's there for, you know? Yeah. Back in the day when I was uh, uh, playing music in bands, I had um, a friend of mine from another group had spoken to uh, the guys in this one band I was in who was like the lead songwriter. Like he was the main writer for everything that we had done. And he asked him, he goes, hey, I'm thinking about, you know, what, what's the direction we could we should go for this next batch of songs? And and this, this guy that I'm thinking of said something and it stuck with me forever. He goes, hey, Mike, let me ask you this. When was the last time Christina Aguilera showed up on your doorstep ringing your doorbell saying... I need your information about, uh, you know, to, I need to know what you want to hear for my next album. Like, that's never happened. You just got to do what you're going to do and let that audience find you. And the authenticity is going to make people hold on to it that much more. You know? Right. And it's like just going back to not censoring yourself. Like, you just got to be you. 
you know, and, mm-hmm. and do what it is that you're going to do. And I mean, I think that it's, it's like, even it sounds so stupid, but when I go out and I host trivia nights, like I have, I will massacre the pronunciation of like the name of, of all these different countries or whatever it might be. And at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, I, as long as I'm me and I'm authentic, that's why people yeah. keep coming back. You know, that's ultimately exactly. what it is. And, and that's, that's exactly it. So like, you got to make your, your content with you in mind, whatever it is that's right. natural. Um, yeah. Exactly. I want you to share two moments in your history. I want you to share the moment while you were out fishing that you're like most proud of. Whatever it is, it doesn't have to be your PB, um, but whatever it is where you you look back and you're just like you get it's the nod. You're like yeah. And then I also want you to share your biggest epic fail, like where it just went wrong for whatever reason. Oh boy, I got plenty of those. <laughs> most I got plenty do. of both. I got plenty of both, which that's, is great. That's a good um, balance. That's good. I mean, my my PB though is, I mean that that has to be the the top when yeah. when when I'm when I'm going for you know your first question there. It was one of those days where everything was a failure. Yep. We showed up at the um, first spot we were going to fish, and my motor, um, my trolling, or what was it? it wasn't my trolling motor? It was my uh, actual motor mm-hmm. wasn't working. The batteries that start that motor oh. were dead, and all I had was my trolling motor. Gotcha. Um, and so I was, we couldn't do this bigger lake that we wanted to do. Yep. And I didn't want to just like kill my trolling motor on this like big lake and then have that run out of battery and then yep. be screwed. Oh, yeah. So we went to, my buddy took me to this like a secret pond, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, the sun came up. I wanted to throw top water, but it was just like super, super sunny. And it was early, early spring. Yep. The big bass, most of the pond, like that whole pond had, they hadn't moved up yet. Um, but we started throwing wacky rig, black and blue Sankos. Yeah. And we, it was like a field day, like every other cast we were catching a fish. That's great. They were all dinks, but yeah. we caught a gazillion of them. Yep. And then we got into one part of the pond and we caught it like a three pounder and we were like, all right, a little upgrade. And then <laughs> it went back to dinks. Uh, like w- the video is insane. I did a cast to catch of just the big fish. And then like a, mm-hmm. later I did a full, the full day video and it's just like fish after fish, after fish, after fish. It was, it was ridiculous. Those days. And then great. we got up. Yeah. And for me, like I, a lot of my friends are like, I want to go to this spot in the pond. I want to go to that spot in the pond. And I, I mean, it fits my boat. I'm fishing every inch of this place. Yep. I don't care if it's good or bad. You never freaking know. And so yep. we pulled up, it's on, it, it's on video. My buddy's like, this side sucks. And I was like, yeah, that happens. And then on that cast, I was like, take it. <laughs> Boom. And, uh, I knew immediately. It, it was the biggest fish I've ever caught, mm-hmm. uh, largemouth bass wise. Uh, and um, I got her pattern tattooed on my arm. That's um, awesome. She was seven pounds, five ounces, 20, uh, 23 inches, 23 and a half inches long mm-hmm. and 16 and a half inches around. Oh my God. It was just, just an absolute behemoth. Um, and it's funny because that was like right when I started getting into big baits and I yep. still haven't been able to beat it. I'm yeah. throwing big baits all the time. Caught a bunch of, a ton of fives, couple sixes. Yeah. 
but I still can't get past seven. And it was on a gosh darn wacky rig Sanko. That's crazy, man. I mean, yeah, it just goes to show you like my, my, I, I have caught absolute monsters on tiny little Ned rigs, you know, like yeah. just, yep. but I'll tell you what, like that, that size fish, like your PB is uh, for new England, like a lot of anglers in a lot of parts of the country. Cause that's a, this, this, this runs global. Like we've got a small right. audience in Germany and Australia, but we have a lot of people down South that listen to this show, which I love. I think it's great. But they don't understand when you break even the five pound mark. Like if you're yeah, one man. of those anglers, I haven't yet. You know my. Oh uh, and, and in fact, just this year, I stopped even like counting the weight as my PB because yeah. all, all I'm really focusing on is the length, like the longest yeah. fish that I catch where I'm aware of it. So I set the yeah. benchmark about a month ago, and then I beat that just last week by half an inch. And then I figure once I cross over 20, I'm going to do a replica, you know, and, and yeah. that's kind of my goal. Yeah. But I, I, I think it's it, it's kill, like it means so much to us North, Northeastern anglers when you, yeah, you, man. you break that five pound mark. It's like it's it's the grow season isn't there. You know, you can get some big fish out on the eastern part of the state uh, much more right. than you can in some other areas up here. But like. It's and it's I think it's only got to do with like the different runs of different bait fish and things that yep. happens to lend itself there. But out yeah. here, it's like it's it's rare when you get these giants, you know, and you see some of like who was it? There was one of one of my interviews I had done with a guy from Alabama, young kid. He actually just reached out to me to tell me that he made it on his high school uh, bass fishing team. And I'm like, that is oh, awesome. awesome. Yeah. So psyched for him. He's got a huge future. He's got an 11 pound PB. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. I'm like, dude, come on. He's like, I'm looking to get bigger. <laughs> like, are you yeah, kidding me? I'm like, that's half when you're that, in Alabama. Yeah, half half that size would be like I would I would I'd pop a bottle of champagne. You know what I mean? Of course. <laughs> like it's just yeah. oh, it's crazy, man. It's it's tough. It's like being a New Englander is like it's like being uh, a, a Red Sox fan in the '90s. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean. That's rough. You know what I mean. It's it's like that's what it's like. You know, it's tough. So like, yeah, man, man, absolutely, yeah. Like you get a, you catch a fish like that, absolutely, you tattoo the pattern on you. That is a yeah. a bucket list fish right there. Somebody me. was like, somebody was like, what if you catch one bigger? I'm like, good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you kidding me? If I catch one bigger, it's, it's, and get her tattooed on me somewhere. Too. Yeah, it's all a story. You know, that's all. Ultimately, all we're doing is just sharing this story of like okay so this and like that's the thing i think tattoos are amazing the last tattoo i got is a is a trivia tattoo that is a trivia question oh that's really <laughs> it's cool. ridiculous um, that is really cool so i just got one today oh really very nice my buddy that i fished with last night is my tattoo artist oh and, that's cool. uh we fished all night we slept for a couple hours and then he gave me a like a a, a little tattoo Nice. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's awesome, man. It's been a good day so far. I would say so. I would definitely say so. <laughs> now, what about your epic fail? Oh, uh, well, geez. I mean, so. I mean, if, if you many. have like a short so list. So very many. Like, feel free to I, share. I have a whole, I have a whole freaking uh, 
like section of my YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it called? A, the playlist. That's right. Yeah. I have a play, like the whole thing is epic. Fail. I don't even think I've included all of my videos that have epic fails in it yet. I should go through and like add some more. Uh, yeah, no, it's ridiculous. I think the worst one was when I, ah, golly. I, I think the two times I almost died. Oh, probably. Jesus. Yeah, that'll, that makes sense. Those are, that would do it for me. I think uh, the first time I was uh, throwing my rat in this tiny little pond in Nashua. Uh huh. And um, it got stuck on the rope that was attached to the, um, like, uh, water fountain in the middle. Oh, okay. And uh, I was like, God damn it. And I broke off and I had one more rat. I put it on, I'm throwing it around, and it snapped off and went into oblivion. I have no idea where it went. I was like, I'm not losing two rats tonight. Yep. And so I um, stripped down to my knickers, and I got into the water, and it was frigid. Oh, like it, was, uh, it was late fall, and <sighs> it was really, really, really cold. And I used like the rope, and yep. I grabbed the rope, and I swam out. out to where um, – my lure was and my lure was in this, this was a pretty thick rope and yep. the BBZ rat hooks are like big, like ocean treble hooks. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, You'd yeah. see it on like something for striped bass. And so, uh, I was, it was buried into this rope and I pulled really hard and it wouldn't come out. And then I was like one more and I went for it with all my strength. Meanwhile, my body was telling me to get the hell out get of out. the water because yeah. it was really, and I'm a, very strong swimmer and my body was like this is not good uh as soon as i like yanked on it that last time uh the treble hook that wasn't caught in the rope went right through my hand all the way through but the treble didn't come out the other side and it couldn't come out the other side because it had so much of the meat of my hand yep that i couldn't push any like i didn't have any more room to push further out because oh, it was like yeah. so hooked. There's like no it's, leverage. I've never, there was nothing left. Yeah. There was no more room for the hook to go. Yeah. That's how much of my hand like got caught in it. And so I hate hospitals. Yeah. With a passion. Oh, yeah. They just freak me out. So I, I went to my mom's house and my stepdad got his uh, um, little pliers there and we, uh, we snipped the two trebles that weren't hooked into my hand off. Yep. And then we held the tip of the hook that was like coming out of my hand Mm -hmm. with the pliers and then snipped the base and then pulled it out. Oh, okay. Like from the top. Because it wasn't going to go out the other way. It wasn't going to go the other way. So you just take I had to pull it through. Yes. And it was freaking, that was like once that, like treble got snipped off. It was like the most satisfying feeling. Oh, I bet. Ever. I bet it slipped right out after that point. You know, it was insane. Oh my God. I can't. And then imagine. that winter, uh, the end of winter, my buddy and I were fishing a pond right down the street from that little pond in Nashua. Yep. And, uh, we were just on Lake Potanipo in, uh, wherever it is there, where are the, um, geez, 
it's like escaping my my brain right now. But we were at Lake Botanico and there was like mm-hmm. I don't know, like twenty inches of ice. And then we went to this little pond in Nashua and part of the pond was already like open water. Open water. Really? Just a tiny bit. And so we started on the back and there was five inches of good ice. And we got, you know, closer and closer to where I usually fish. And when I got like right on top of where I normally just slay them, yep. um, it was four inches of ice, but it was all slush. And I went through Oh, and I, I couldn't get out. And I'm a, again, I'm a ridiculously strong swimmer. So I, I, I mean, I stayed afloat and yep. then my buddy, my buddy literally saved my life. Oh my God. Um, You're lucky. You're, you- I lost, I lost like a thousand dollars worth of gear. Cause I, I was like, it. I had my, I had my, um, fish finder, my mm-hmm. like electric electronics in my hand. Oh. Um, yeah, it was, it was bad. It was it, this, that was the scariest moment. That was way scarier than the being hooked in the hand. I bet. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I bet. Yeah. Cause like, you know, man, it's like, there's that whole, like the, just the unknown, you know, it's like, it, yeah, it, it is. I thought really it was gone. Crazy. Yeah. No, man. I that's... thought it was gone. Cause he couldn't get me out. We tried every time we got me like halfway out, yep. it would just like slowly collapse underneath me. Cause it was like strong enough, but then. Once you got your, yeah, once you started getting so much your body weight on there, it's just, see, that's especially because I was way heavier because I was, I was filled with water. Oh, so absolutely. Yep. Yeah. It was bad news. I believe it, man. I absolutely, that's, I, I'd I'd be a liar if I, if I didn't say like, that is one thing that I probably fear the most. Cause I'm a, I'm a big guy, but you take being a big guy and then you're like, it's not even the ice. It's that if you happen to fall in and you're all full of water, well now I would be that much heavier. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh man, it is just, yeah, it is. It's just one of those things where like, yeah, you, you need, you need and that's crazy because those two bodies of water were not very far from one another. Like they're no, in man. the same region. It was like a 15 minute drive. Yeah. But Potanapo is a bigger lake. So, you know, it takes mm. a lot longer for that ice to thaw. That's true. Than this tiny little pond that has current going and absolute giants yep. in it, mind you. Um, and so, yeah, it was just, you know, just me being really stupid. And I mean, it was like, what my third ice fishing season not that that's a good excuse um because it was just a really dumb really really dumb move just because i like wanted to get to my spot i was like sad because you know i love ice fishing some people like can't wait for open water i'm like i don't know yeah. I love this. Yeah. It's true. I love there's, it all. there's a certain there's a certain sort of angler that's just like, nope, that this is just what we do now. You know, this this year, like where we where I am, we had no real safe ice anywhere. You had to drive a significant amount to get out there, yeah. like go really, you know, out into the Berkshires or, or something yep. like that. And it wasn't yeah, Becca, convenient. Becca had to come up north to yeah. ice fish every time. She couldn't fish in Rhode Island. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I mean pfft. Uh, yeah, and it, it does. It takes like there's there's certain anglers that are like, nope, won't do it, no way. And then there's other ones who are just like, yeah, absolutely, ice fishing's great. You know, it's nothing to you know. I'm not going to complain about whatever. I'm actually thinking if I, I don't know that who knows if we're going to get a, you know what we're going to get for some kind of a winter. But I th- would love to do right. an ice fishing meetup. You know, I think that would be awesome. Oh, that'd be a meetup really and tournament. Cool. Oh, I think that'd be great. 
Uh, I mean, there's a lot of bodies of water in New Hampshire that would be great for that. Oh, absolutely. We're actually working on a couple of things. I want to do a uh, like a, a CPR-style online tournament at a local body of water out here, but I want to partner it up with a meetup and have listeners come and, like, you know, like we've got – I'm really lucky. I've got a really good uh, uh, outfit, outdoors outfitter that's a sponsor of the show. I'd love to have them there. I got these really great guys that are putting together some baits. They have this apparel company called Hooks at Hoodlum. They're just great dudes, um, you know, and I'd like to have those guys there and just sort of like, you know, get a bunch of pictures with listeners and stuff and, and do all this kind of stuff and engage with people. But I got to wait until I have a location because, you know, running the tournament, that's no problem. I can just run that online. That's easy. Right. But I'd like to right, kind right, of right. have like a ground zero where everybody can kind of like, you know, meet up and and kind of like socialize and stuff. But until until people are like ready to, you know, come out and feel feel OK about it and not have it be a stigma, then I'm I, I'm going to hold off. But it's right. Crazy. Which is a great idea. I yeah. mean, I feel like most people should right now. I mean, I, I'm not uh, scientist or anything, but man, the least the less contact you have with the better tons of people, the better, you know, it really sucks for people like me. I mean, I'm a bartender. I love being around people and talking and this sucks. (laughs) It is. It's It's terrible, man. This freaking sucks, man. Yeah, it does. It was that I'll never, I'll never forget the day I got the call that like, yeah, so this is going to be bad. I remember my last trivia night was March 13th, Friday, March 13th. Should have told me something. And then, uh, it was that next Monday. I was, I recorded a podcast for another podcast to do that Saturday night. We tried to go to MGM Springfield to just have a couple of drinks. And we're, they're like, yeah, you can't come in. And I was like, Oh Jesus, this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. <laughs> you know? And here we are, it's July. And still like, I'm, we're talking about waiting for like phase four and stuff. It's absolutely unbelievable. Anyway, man, this is, Oh, I have one more question. Um, yeah. So this is kind of random and I don't, necessarily uh include it with many of my uh, of my podcasts per se because some people are just like huh i don't know but what's your most unusual talent it can be fishing related or not at all my most unusual talent Unusual. See the word unusual. That's making me think right there. What about? Um, I mean, I can do some weird stuff. Like I can like flip my eyelids. Oh Jesus, make, that's like, creepy. You know, man. like you know, what I'm yeah. talking about. That, yeah, that's that's really odd. Yeah, that is pretty <laughs> creepy, and that's that does qualify. <laughs> Weirdest talent. Absolutely, it really it's is a weird talent. That and uh, it's a weird talent. I've seen those people. I can like make in, that like clover with my tongue. I was just yeah. gonna say that. It's that weird. is weird. Yeah. That's yeah. weird. I don't know that those two um, things typically go together. I think I'm just a weird person all around. That's not a bad thing, yeah. though. Different is yeah. good. That's what I say. <laughs> Different is good. You know? Enjoy That's it. That's right, man. Awesome, That is Todd. right. This was really great, man. I've been, I, I, I have been thinking, I'm like, I got to get him on this show soon because I'm, this, is, this isn't a New England show, but it is a New England show. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. this is where I fish. It's like... So there's an understanding with a lot of like even when I when I when I talk to Becca, she's not in mass, 
But like all of these, you know, people who fish in 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 New England as a whole, it's like we kind of get each other, especially when you're not huge into saltwater, you know. Right. Uh, when Agreed. it's not, yeah, it's like if you if you mess around with with freshwater, it's like we're kind of in a unique little club, and I feel like it kind of gives a little bit of insight to. You know, at least from some of the other anglers in other parts of the country. So I at least right. I, I speculate that might be why people like listening. Thanks so much, Todd, for doing this. This is really, hey, really, really awesome, me. man. Uh, go ahead and promote uh, any, anything that you have coming up and where people can check out your videos. And uh, here's your moment. Um, yeah. So um, my channel is Fishing Grubs. You can search for it on YouTube. Uh, I've been lately trying to get up a video every other day if I can. Uh, right now, the past few videos have been just unbelievable from the striper fishing trip that we took to um, the whopper plopper fish on the river that I got, which is one of the biggest fit. It is the biggest fish I've gotten a river. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, you know, coming up here, I got, I- I'm, I'm going to be putting up some content that isn't fishing. I have like a little trip to already on point where I'm just like rummaging through trying to find like crabs and random stuff in the tides. Yep. Um, I'm going ocean fishing from piers with Becca tomorrow in the morning. Oh, nice. Uh, I'm going to be doing some um, a how-to night fishing video. I'm really going to start gearing my channel towards things that people will be searching for. Yep. Uh, like, um, I'm going to be talking about, like, my top favorite frogs, um, the reasons why I use top water all the time. And yeah. I'm going to be doing some, some more videos that are like that and not just my everyday, like I'm out there just having fun, not really talking to the camera. I kind of want to talk about, you know, what I like to do and kind of try and teach people more now yep. that I've been doing this for a while. And I feel like now I'm starting to kind of know what I'm talking about. I feel like fishing though, as with any industry, I like to say this all the time. When you think you're the best at something, yeah. you're the worst. You know what I mean? There's yeah. always room for growth. If you already think you're you're, you know, on your highest horse, uh, you've failed miserably. And yeah. that's kind of how I look at it. Like I'm with fishing and and life in general. Like there's always room for me to to grow and get better. Oh yeah, you're you know? always growing. You're always going to learn, and you know you, you can never. And I often find that that usually when you're in that position where you think you're unstoppable, that's when the most humbling thing happens. Where it's like, nope, boom, and you're yep. right off that high horse. That's right. awesome, Todd. Thank you so much for doing this, man. Um, hey, thank you. We it was uh, a blast. We should definitely. I have something coming up with uh, a sh- with Sean the fisherman and uh, and Becca down the road as far as a little one v one challenge. Um, I really would, cool. I would like to do get together and fish sometime, man. We should make that happen. Yes, I would. Hundred percent, be down with that. Cool. Sounds good, buddy. You have a good one, and uh, you as well. Tight lines, bud. Hey everybody! I, you know, I, I knew, I knew that this episode was going to be amazing. It's, it's a long one, I know, but you got to understand those interview segments are, you know, I, I let them go and be exactly what they are. And having that conversation with Todd was fantastic. I will tell you this much: I can always tell if it's going to be a great interview based on the amount of editing that needs to get done. And most of that was hardly touched. Actually, uh, there was very, very little that was done. Uh, to that interview. It was pretty much just just raw. It, Todd was a great conversation. Had a great time. Thank you, Todd, for coming out and fishing with us today. It was a blast. Uh, we had a great
great time. Excellent to meet you, buddy. He's got a great channel over there, Fishing Grubs. Check it out. Good, good stuff. Um, go back and look at all the past videos, too, because he's been at it. He gets out on the ice like New England guy, just making it happen. Good, good stuff. Absolutely, 100%. Also, want to take a second. We didn't mention this in the uh, outro, or in the intro, rather, but it just kind of missed, uh, we, it, it kind of didn't cross our minds at the time, but want to give a sp special shout-out to the Massachusetts State Police. Uh, they, we had, uh, on the way back from our adventure uh, today with uh, with Todd and Naked Phil, we, uh, I, I had tied down the kayak on my rack, and I hadn't taken it up on the Mass Pike and gone at those speeds yet. And uh, we had it up there, and it had a little bit of difficulty. It was making me a little bit nervous. I could see it kind of bouncing around a little bit, and, and uh, I just kind of wanted to pull over and uh, tighten things down, make sure that everything was well, and uh, just get it home safely. That was the whole idea. And uh, I called Sean real quick. I let him know that I was going to be pulling over, and uh, I pulled off, and the Massachusetts State Police uh, cruiser that pulled up behind us was kind enough to hang out there and just keep the lights on so that we could uh, get things handled and uh, get back on the road safely. So my hat's off to you guys. Thank you so much for what you guys are doing. We appreciate you. And uh, they were very, very kind and helpful, and it was great. Even had a great anecdote that, uh, you know, they want to do everything they can to make sure that somebody doesn't get a free kayak or a, uh, a cracked windshield. Uh, that was, uh, Sean, Sean added that in that, I guess, uh, is probably the thing we'd have to fear more, more than anything. But uh, that was, you know, really, really great time today. Had a blast. Just a reminder, everybody, that Thursdays are the day that you can go check out the Western Massachusetts Fishing Report. You know, it's the only official fishing report of, of Western Massachusetts. When we say Western Mass, we're talking about essentially from, take the line around like, um, oh, the New York border, right where we're talking at the Berkshires, right where Massachusetts starts and meets at the New York border, all the way over to Wachusett Reservoir, all the way over there. That, that kind of window right there, that slice of Massachusetts, that's basically what we're covering right there. So uh, go ahead and, uh, and, and, and check out that fishing report. It drops on Thursday mornings. Uh, it's, it's always good. It's a great way, especially if you're an angler who's not getting out there four or five times a week. You only have an opportunity to fish maybe on the weekends for a few hours. Why not make it the best you can by getting a little bit of insight from people who are out there fishing all the time and, 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 and industry pros from our area giving us feedback to kind of put together in a nice little package just for you. So check it out, guys. That is over at jigsandbigs.com. I've changed the button so that now it says fishing report slash blog. Just click on that. Boom, you're right there. You'll get the, the, the latest news right up there, right at the top page. It also does feature on our main page as well. So check it out. It's always, always a good time. Thanks, everybody, for checking out this program, giving it a listen. I appreciate you guys. Remember, if you could be so kind, if you enjoy this podcast at all, I ask you, please share it with your friends on social media. Share it in those Facebook groups, too. If you if, if you dig this show, go ahead and, and tell your friends about it and get the, get the word out for us. It's the number one way. Everything, the entire way that this show has grown has been through organic sharing, and uh, it's been huge, and we appreciate it. Thank you very much. Also, remember, if you're or listening on uh, Apple Podcasts or you're, or, or you're listening on Google Podcasts, you can shoot us a review right there. Please give us a rating. And uh, if you have any kind of constructive criticisms or anything like that, go ahead and leave them in your review. We love hearing from you guys. If you want to contact the show you're interested in being on, it's as easy as jumping into my DMs on Instagram or go to jigsandbigs.com and visit the contact page. Send us a message there. Or if you just, you got to send us an email directly, jigsandbigs413 at gmail.com.
We'd love to hear from you. We've got great, great stuff coming up. I've got Alaya from YouTube coming up very, very soon. I have Mitch Scase coming up, one of the Hookset Hoodlums pro staff and one of the bad boys from the Berkshires making it happen on Topwater. Uh, I've got all kinds of good stuff and... Just lined up an interview with Delirious Angler from Instagram. Do you know who I'm talking about? I'll bet you you do. Check out Delirious Angler on Instagram. Guys, we will see you. Have yourselves a great week. Tight lines, everybody. (laughs) 